Welcome to the Open House podcast site, available at openhousecommunity.com.au. There has been so much hype about one particular movie over these last few weeks. I'm sure you can guess, yes, Skyfall, the 23rd Bond movie, which has been getting widespread acclaim. It's Daniel Craig's third film, possibly his best, but what's our film critic Ben McKechn got to say about it? His verdict. Ben, welcome back. Hello, mate. I always like that statement, possibly his best. Well, I like that one. It's like arguably. It's arguably the best movie you've ever seen. Possibly, I'm yielding perhaps. to you, my friend. What do you reckon? <laughs> Is it his best? Uh, I don't think it's his best. Mm-hmm. So it's his, you're right, it's his third film as Bond. I still think his first film is the best, Casino Royale. Okay. I think the first Bond with Daniel Craig still... Of, of all these recent Bonds that have um, that sort of reignited this franchise, I still think Casino Royale is the strongest one. But Skyfall, this latest one, is much better than the one in between Quantum of Solace, which has to be one of the stupidest titles ever. <laughs> okay. So what are you Stupid. saying about this one? What's your take on Skyfall? Um, pretty. It's a pretty interesting take on Bond, Skyfall. So you're right, 23rd film. It's been 50 years of Bond yeah. on screen. Yeah. So Bond is officially the longest enduring character in movie history. Like, nothing else competes with Bond. There's no other franchise around, no other character that has had so many films about this one character. Like, it's just just amazing. So the fact that Bond continues to be on screen, they're in Skyfall, they're actually making uh, occasionally a bit of a joke, but more a kind of constant theme throughout the film is about the age of Bond. And while Daniel Craig uh, is a bloke, what is sort of his mid-40s, mid to late 40s, um, just in Skyfall, some of the antics that Bond always gets up to, you know, the chases and the, and the, the different you know, stunts and things, mm. there's a lot more commentary in the film itself about Bond's age and the fact that he's you know, pretty much a Cold War relic <laughs> and just how he's trying to survive in the modern world. So there's a lot of talk in this film about old dog new tricks. And arthritis? That doesn't get a mention, <laughs> yeah. I suppose. He's a, he's, look, he's a little <laughs> bit creaky. It's probably it's a pretty good thing to, to admit about Bond. Like, uh, one of the, the things that was happening with Bond before these more recent film, before these more recent Bond outings, they worked with, uh, with Pierce Brosnan, and the same things happened with Roger Moore. They got really jokey, really, like, really, really, really far-fetched. Yes. Like, Bond's always been far-fetched, but yeah. they were really going out there with what sort of positions they were putting Bond in and what he would survive and all that kind of thing. Skyfall, a bit more like Casino Royale. Like, it's not realistic, is a bit strong. It's a bit of a strong term for these kind of movies. But there is a lot more admission of, you know, human failings and the fact that Bond's running out of puff a bit. <laughs> okay. and, and at the same time, though, you can still see this is a franchise that is definitely ticking over well. And while they're admitting, yes, Bond's old, Bond's got a lot to live up to, at the same time they're celebrating Bond and celebrating what Bond's all about and clearly pushing this franchise forward. Like, there's a lot of things happening in this film that is like, re-established. There's some new characters coming into this film that is definitely suggesting that the franchise has got plenty more legs yet. It's no mean feat. Why do you think, Ben, it's got such good reviews? Because it has. Oh, I reckon it's in contrast to Quantum of Solace, which was a bit of a disappointment mm. after Casino Royale. Uh, it just... It was just one of those mediocre films that you file under, like, shrugging your shoulders. Like, yeah, it was okay, but mm, whatever. Um, What I'm constantly amazed about with Bond is that... So Skyfall demonstrates this. It's got 
a lot of the bondness about it. So it's got the got the tuxedos and the martinis and the cars. Uh, and well, actually, a good thing about Skyfall is there's less gimmicks and gadgets, and they make a real point of that. And there's, there's much more like a throwback to kind of the Sean Connery Bond yes. that were more just Bond doing his thing and these really elaborate plots, and they go all around the world. But there's not as much kind of crazy just gizmos all around the place. <laughs> they make a real point of that. And so anyone who likes this kind of vintage Bonds, I think they'll really like Skyfall. I think that's a big reason why this film has been well-received around the place. But I find the fascinating thing with Bond, he's such an enduring character, but he's, <laughs> in real life, if you ever met a guy like Bond and you found out what he did for a job, you wouldn't like the guy at all, surely. <laughs> like, the guy's a killer. Like, he's a professional killer. He's a liar. He's, uh, like, he's just professionally promiscuous. Bad Bond. Like, don't you find it fascinating? It's a bit like Jason Bourne. I find myself questioning how I feel about these characters constantly when I'm watching these movies because I actually want them to get away with it. I want them to, like, win the day. I want them to defeat the villain all that kind of thing. Yeah. But then I find myself reflecting on, oh, hang on a minute, like, what, <laughs> what do these point. blokes do for a job? It's a good point. Um, and so they do make something of that in, in Skyfall, but again, Bond is definitely the hero of the piece, and in contrast to the villain, who's played by a great Spanish actor called Javier Bardem, who was in No Country for Old Men a couple of years ago. Um, he's, like, he's, he's also kind of like a vintage Bond villain. Like He's just very kind of cackling and very... He's, he's a little bit far-fetched, but I think they ran him in very nicely. But in contrast to Bond, he's clearly the villain. He's clearly the bad guy. And he's clearly the one that you want to be defeated, not Bond. Okay. Now, Daniel Craig has said he wants to get out of this franchise as soon as possible. Now, there's an opening for you, my friend. For me, personally, to, to front yeah. up into the Bond audition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, especially after the way I've just flagged off <laughs> yeah. what, Bond's, what Bond's done for a career and how I'm really questioning his character. Yeah. I'm sure that's going to serve me well when I walk <laughs> into the audition. Yep. But he still has two movies to go in his contract. What's his problem with it? <laughs> That's, that's a great question. Yeah. Maybe you should get him on the phone and um, and ask him about it. Um, look, I'd imagine may, maybe it's a little bit like um, may, I'm sure like Harrison Ford doesn't want to necessarily play Indiana Jones for the rest of his life. I'm sure actors don't want to do the same thing over and over and over again. And especially Bond, I'm sure this is what Daniel Craig is pretty much admitting is that James Bond is bigger than Daniel Craig. So you could be James Bond the rest of your life, but he's still James Bond. Not so much Daniel Craig. So if you're, I guess if you're looking for fame and fortune, which I'm not suggesting is what Daniel Craig's motives are, but I'd imagine there's something that, that, that would be playing in his mind. You'd, you'd think you're just going to get typecast as yeah. a tuxedo-wearing um, secret agent who runs around the world. I'd imagine he just wants a bit of variety, I'd perhaps. say get over it and make hay while the sun shines. <laughs> it's a surprising thing, you know, amidst the release of this kind of film, that he's out there being pretty negative about it. Yeah, or, or maybe, I mean, it's a difficult thing for for actors, particularly if someone puts that question to you point blank and, and you maybe don't have time to think about it. I don't know. I'm not quite sure why I'm trying to defend him. I just think maybe there's more to it than just a soundbite that we get on you know on a website yep. somewhere where he point. says, I want to get out of it. Maybe he's talking more like, is that a good run? He thinks he should pass the baton to someone else. He's a six-guy player, James Bond. Uh, maybe he's also just thinking, like, how long can you go? in this franchise as well. A bit like what's being recognised on screen in Skyfall is like how much longer can Bond keep going? The character looks like it definitely can keep going, but the actors playing him maybe so much. I actually think it's almost a like a commendable thing talking about not being in it for the rest of his life. Because who wants to see... Like, as much as there's a lot of old age stuff going on in Bond in Skyfall, who wants to see Bond as an 80-year-old bloke? I just don't really think that's going to work. 
the mind boggles. <laughs> It'd be like Clint Eastwood turning up as James Bond. Actually, I'd pay to see that. I'd like to see Clint Eastwood as James Bond. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So how do you rate this one compared with the other 22 Bond films, Ben? <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, look, you might be able to tell from my appraisal of Bond's character, I'm not the biggest Bond fan okay. out there. Um, plenty of my friends are. And so they would they would like, be able to give you a much, much sharper take on where this one sits in the, you know, in the Bond canon of things. But I think for its um, many references back to Bond of the past, back particularly the Sean Connery stuff, um, I think that puts it in like high standing in, in Bond. So anyone who is a bit sick of Bond or you know doesn't like all the outlandishness that can go on with Bond, and also the amount of like uh, free love that the guy makes in a lot of the past movies, that's that's in here a little bit, but not in anywhere near as much as in the past. So it's a bit grittier, a bit more reined in. There's more acknowledgement of old age all that kind of stuff. As Because of all of that, I think for a movie that recognises it's part of an established franchise, it's trying to do something a little bit different while also recognising that it's basically the same movie every time, Skyfall's pretty good. And, and, and you know, it doesn't try and reinvent the wheel, but it's got enough in there that makes it feel different from other Bond films in the past. you got a favourite Bond? Who's your favourite, Ben? Uh, like, it's such a lame one, isn't it? But Sean Connery, like, I don't yeah. know. I'm not quite sure how you can go past Sean Connery as James Bond. I agree. Uh, I tried watching that, you know, George Lazenby, the Australian actor, who yep. uh, he was the guy, the first one after Sean Connery in On Her Majesty's Secret Service. Yep. And it was, he only lasted one movie, George Lazenby. Yes. I tried watching that the other week, and, oh, man, I was so bored. Oh, he just didn't have it, George Lazenby. So, you know, for the reasons that people turn up to watch a Bond movie, Sean Connery's really got it. I think Daniel Craig does a, does a bang-up job. I think he's, um, think, he's, think he's really good. But Sean Connery had the mix of kind of ruggedness and suaveness that seemed to, like, you know, define James Bond. So as much as I'm very negative on what the guy actually does for a job, what he stands for, and the fact also it's another franchise that determines morality by people. Like the people, James Bond, for example, is basically the arbiter of morality, and he goes around sort of determining, and and with M, his boss, and all that kind of thing. It's these people saying what's right and wrong, and yet the way that they go about that and how they you know attempt to protect the British Empire they're basically using exactly the same methods as the evil people uh, who they're fighting against. It's just the main difference is they're called the villain. You're dead right. Mm. Ben McKechn, as always, thank you so much, and we'll That's see you right. next week for our final show live. All right. Shaken, not stirred. <laughs> see you then. We hope you enjoyed this Open House podcast. Thanks to Christian Super and Real World Technology Solutions. To hear more from Open House, visit openhousecommunity.com.au.